Welcome everyone to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I am your one and only hostess, Alexandra. Today on the show, I am so excited. We have founder of the blog, Life by Alyssa. Alyssa, welcome. Hi, Alexandra. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really pumped too. Um, First of all, just because we've bonded over being HSPs. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, so an HSP is a highly sensitive person. We're going to get into that a little later. But not only that, we are both proudly Geminis. (laughs) Basically the same person. (laughs) Just kidding. I feel it's, I'm vibing it. I love it. Um, they're like Gemini's get such a bad rap. So I'm, I'm happy to meet an empath who's also a Gemini. Yes. So true. I know it's a, it's actually a pretty cool uh, combo because you're right. They do get a bad, bad rap. It's, it's such a shame. I feel like it's because we get that dual personality. Like we have like Jekyll and Hyde going on, <laughs> which can be real, but, <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. still, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, we keep things exciting. We're like very multifaceted. Exactly. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yes. So thank you so much again for joining. I'm so excited. Uh, Alyssa has immediately drawn me in because she has such an awesome vibe about her. She's from California. I'm from Canada. So her living space is like goals for me, like hashtag goals, literally. I'm going to jump right in, Alyssa. So tell me, what is your word for 2020 and why? So my word for 2020 is trust. And at the beginning of 2020, I'd even made a vision board, got my fiance on board to make one with me, which is totally not his thing. Um, And the word I chose was trust. And that's really relating to having trust in myself and trust in the universe, trust in the process. Um, I think it's just a really important thing to be able to return back to. And I had no idea how important that word would be you know, with everything that's transpired since January. So uh, it's coming in handy. Oh, trust is huge. Trusting yourself, I think, right? Oh my gosh. I, that's been one of the hardest things for me, honestly. And you know, I related to being a sensitive person, which we can get into, but yeah, that's, it's a tough one. And and it's so tied to like self-confidence, I feel, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's totally self-confidence, self, self-worth, you know, thinking, knowing you can rely on yourself versus, you know, thinking other people have the answers more than you. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think the key is not to be jaded necessarily, right? Towards like other people in the sense that, oh, everybody's out to get you and all that. I think it's more along the lines of relying on yourself in a way that makes it so that you feel whole and anybody else that comes into your life basically completes you. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you can take other people's feedback and, you know, respect that, but it's all like trusting your inner compass because at the end of the day, only, you know, what's best for you. And totally it's, but it is like a muscle that you have to like strengthen honestly, because it's, you know, it's kind of hard to trust yourself if you have low self-confidence and haven't done that historically. And you talk a lot about spirituality on your blog, Life by Alyssa. Can you tell us more about your journey into well-being? Yeah. So um, it's it's quite a long, like a windy journey that really brought me into well-being. Um, so I'll just give like a Cliff Notes version. But basically, up until my early 20s, I was not into health and wellness. I ate whatever I wanted. I didn't really think about, I didn't exercise really aside from being in sports in high school. Um, 
But I started developing these really bad digestive issues when I was in my early 20s. And it got to a point where I was seeing, I had seen three different gastroenterologists and none of them could really give me a firm answer of what was wrong with me. And what I was experiencing was uh, a lot of like heartburn all of the time. I was super bloated. I was always just feeling really sick and it would be weird, like foods that you wouldn't think would bother me would bother me. So like um, apples, avocados, certain nuts, I couldn't even eat without getting extremely ill. And it was very mysterious. So I spent probably two or three years going to different uh, Western medicine doctors, and none of them could really help me. I did have ulcers in my stomach, but, you know, even getting rid of those still didn't fix the problem. Eventually, I was led to a holistic practitioner because I was at my wit's end. I was eating seriously like 15 foods that like wouldn't make me super sick. And um, through him, I learned that I had a digestive issue called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, otherwise known as SIBO. And I also had leaky gut. So with that, basically, I was having um, bacteria from my, the rest of my body, like leak into my stomach and vice versa. Like I didn't have a good stomach lining anymore. It had kind of, I don't know, eroded and it was resulting in me being intolerant to many, many foods. So I started working with my naturopath and he got me on a strict supplement and diet regimen, um, which we did for seven months. And he also did this emotional healing technique with me. It called NET. It's like neuro emotional um, transmission. Some I can't remember exactly what it stands for, but basically it's like inner child work. So every single week I would see him and we would do work to see like where he would find a stress a stress response located in my stomach, and he would relate it back to past things that had happened to me. So I have this perfectionist streak and it would, Mm. he would find that when I was getting high strung and in my perfectionist tendencies, I was flaring up my stomach issues, which were related to past events that I'd had as a kid. Um, A lot of it was like comparing myself to my younger brother, who's very smart or, you know, wanting, putting my self-worth into my accomplishments. So in working with him, I learned so much about myself and I really learned that a lot of my digestive issues were related to putting myself under a lot of stress. I was working a pretty high stress job. Um, and it was just perpetuating the issues and it was kind of a lot of self-worth issues and being extremely sensitive and not knowing how to manage that. And that experience really got me deep into self-inquiry and spirituality because I was learning so much about myself suddenly and it was changing my life. Like I was starting to feel so much better and starting to understand things about myself. I never knew. Um, and it got me on a quest. Like I wanted to know everything and I was really just feeling so good. And also, you know, I found spirituality through meditation as well because I needed to have some techniques to reduce the anxiety I was feeling and manage my stress better so that I didn't keep having these crazy stomach issues come up. So yeah, and that was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wow. I feel so strongly, and this is to your point about 
how the digestive system is so related to the brain because I feel someone had told me this. I think it was also someone who was a healer and I think she had mentioned that your gut, if you will, is basically your brain inside your body and anything you're feeling will be felt immediately through your digestive system. And that pertains to anxiety and stress and things you've been holding on to for a long time. Um, now, I don't know the intricacies as far as whether or not that means you're secreting an enzyme or there's stress or you're, 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 you're creating ulcers. But I feel so strongly that, I, I don't know about you, but like after, after a bad day, whether it's a headache, the headache turns into like a stomach ache, which I feel like is your body just talking directly to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mom had told me when I was a kid, don't eat when you're upset, like you'll get a stomach ache. And I would always get a stomach ache if I ate when I was upset, because you're not your, you know, your body's in a fight or flight mode when you're feeling stressed and anxious. And what I learned from my doctor is when you're in that mode, you know, the quote unquote, non essential, like body parts of your body kind of slow down. So your digestive system being one of them, you're not digesting properly. Yeah. And it's, you know, you have the visceral reactions to stress and you clench up and get a knot in your stomach and all of that. So, oh yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with what you're saying. Oh my gosh. Our bodies are incredible machines. And in, in episode six, so um, actually, no, sorry. In episode seven, I interviewed a psychologist and she told me, speaking of perfectionism, cause you mentioned you know, you had that perfectionist tendency and that never really goes away. So I bet it's still probably there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Speaking as one. So I get you. Um, but she said, yeah, the notion of being a perfectionist, first of all, it's so pervasive within our culture and there's this huge uptick in perfectionistic tendencies. And the psychologist that I interviewed said that a lot of it is women because we feel we have to accomplish it all. And not only that, we have to be perfect while we're doing it and we have to look good while we're doing everything. So it's such a snowball effect of basically you're setting yourself up to fail. Oh my God. Yeah. I relate to that on such a deep level. It's so hard. Yeah. Like you said, do all the things, look good while doing it make time for everybody in your life. Like, you know, basically just do it all and with a smile and never be crabby or tired. I mean, if that doesn't breed anxiety, I really don't know what does. You see some of these, like, I guess social media is fickle, right? Because it'll just show everybody's accomplishment. But you'll see these like super moms who are like ultra fit, who've probably just given birth. And it's just like, (laughs) they're right back in their bikini. They're looking they're just like, I don't know, they look like fitness models 24-7 and they just gave birth and they look beautiful and perfectly bronzed and their skin is glowing. And I'm just like, there's no way I can, <laughs> I will never be able to 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 compete with that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's why I that idea is kind of what gets me excited for my own blog because I just want to always share with people like you don't have to have it all together. Like normal humans, like no one has it all together. And like, even if it appears, you know, like things are shiny, like somebody might come to my page and be like, Oh, this girl like knows what she's talking about. So I always make a point to share like, Hey, I'm feeling super anxious today. And here's the six or three things I did to like, try to make myself feel better. Because seriously, it's like, not relatable at all to, you know, be 
be perfect. It makes other people feel like crap. We don't need that. Completely speaking like an empath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the catalyst then that, that really drove you to like start life by Alyssa? Yeah. So it was, so it's been about a year and a half now of blogging and I just love it. Um, but the catalyst was really all of the things I had been learning from my naturopath and then my own like studying after that, the spiritual books I was reading and the podcasts I was listening to and all of that. I was just like bursting with excitement and things to share. And I always found myself wanting to write these like lengthy Facebook posts. And I'm like, okay, this isn't the place for it. Like no one cares. I need to like have a place where all of this information is held. And I also would have people ask me a lot of things about like holistic health, which I don't write about too much anymore, but like just and wellness in general and spirituality. So I figured it's kind of like a place to, you know, hold it all together. So that was really the catalyst. I was just so excited to share. And my initial like driver when I started my blog, the initial, the original tagline was finding the beauty in the everyday, because that's just like something I'm obsessed with is like not waiting for large milestones and things to be happy, but like getting used to noticing amazing things happening in your life right now, because otherwise you're going to be 85 and be like, Oh, I was waiting for my life to begin. And it was here the whole time. So there's such a sadness to what you just said, because I feel like that that's filled with so much regret because all those moments that you probably could have leaned in to your life, you didn't. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. That's like, honestly, one of my biggest drivers is like, you know, if I'm scared to do something or take a chance, it's like, okay, well, the pain of not doing it is greater. Like the pain of regret to me is greater. Like I'd rather look stupid or mess up than be, you know, old and, and living with regret and wondering what if that, that is sad. A hundred percent. And being someone who reads your blog, um, there was a post you put up and I do it now every day and I love it. It was about asking the universe for signs. Oh my gosh. I love it because I, I'm a believer in signs. I really am. I really am. And I feel like the lack of a sign is also a sign, right? Yeah. I think you also said that. So I do it every day now. Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. It's so fun because to me, I just feel like, why can't life be fun? You know, like it should be playful and fun. Maybe that's the Gemini in us, but like, why, you know, why does it have to be serious? Like, why not ask the universe for a sign and like, just see what happens? Like, because then you get these little hits and, and synchronicities and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. It's like a little game we're playing together. Like, yeah, I feel like that's, that's kind of the key in my, in my book. Have fun with it. <laughs> for sure. Synchronicity. That is, you just, you just nailed it. Um, speaking of being Gemini's, uh, so we bonded over being Gemini's and being highly sensitive people. Uh, so tell me, what can you sort of share about being an HSP and how you feel it could be both a gift and maybe sometimes just a little bit of a curse. Yeah. So highly sensitive people are people that, so they have a more sensitive nervous system. We are more sensitive to um, stimuli. We get overstimulated more easily. Like, you know, say you're in, um, at a crowded party Maybe your average person is like, oh, this is cool. All my friends are here. Love the music. But a sensitive, a highly sensitive person is like, what is that weird smell? Oh my gosh, my shirt is so itchy. That person is so loud. And 
I am so tired, you know, just like feeling a lot of stimulation and like we are just picking up on so much. And because we're picking up on so much, you know, we have a tendency to get more burnt out at times, needing more rest and time alone to kind of decompress and kind of wash away all of that energy that we've picked up. Sensitive people also, we have like a depth of processing. So we, I've, from what I've read and learned and experienced, we're able to really see patterns well and notice, like connect things to our past and um, have really deep conversations with people and really deep, meaningful relationships with people. And also on the note of like depth and um, noticing like, or experiencing lots of stimuli, we are really good at noticing small like the small blessings in life. Like I honestly think that's why, why I'm naturally really kind of into that and noticing the small miracles and getting excited about little things is just because it's the way I'm wired. Like I'm going to see the butterfly floating past and the, you know, really experience the warm sun on my face. Like, I just think that's such an awesome thing with HSPs is we're just so in tune with all of that stuff naturally And a lot of times it allows us to have a deeper spiritual connection because we're just, we're just in tune. We're, it's more than surface. We're really below the surface and really, you know, kind of experiencing life on a deeper level. Um, And only like 15 to 20% of the population are HSPs, which I, what I thought was really cool. Um, I was like, we're a special group. And one other note on that too, which we've kind of mentioned is the empath piece typically HSPs have a deeper level of empathy for other people because of, you know, being able to connect deeper and um, really seek out more meaningful relationships. So the perks of that for sure, like I've kind of mentioned is the ability to have the deeper relationships and feel, notice the blessings in life and feel really connected. And I also have noticed and experienced like a stronger intuition. We're just able to really pick up on little things and just have like a knowing, like we don't always need all of the logic. It's just kind of a knowing. And that's such a cool gift. And I also think the ability to have a lot of empathy for others is a huge gift as well. You know, just to be able to have the emotional intelligence to know what people need to hear and um, how to be compassionate. And, you know, that's like such great skills to have, even in leadership too, you know, like how you can create such a great team if you have an empathetic leader. So there's, I could go on and on about the strengths. Um, some of the downfalls for sure, there are some, um, the overstimulation and like the overwhelm can definitely be a downfall because it's not as easy for you to just go out to a party or drop what you're doing and go, you know, go on a trip with somebody or something like that. Like we get overwhelmed easier and we do have to really take that to heart and take it seriously, you know, like we do have to make more self-care a priority for ourselves. Otherwise we can experience the gut issues like I experienced or other health issues because, you know, we're sensitive inside and our, I tend to think our bodies are more, more sensitive. So it's good and it has some downfalls, but the thing about the down, downfall that I can say is still positive. You have to take better care of yourself. So you're healthier because you're more on top of your spiritual practice and your, you know, diet and exercise. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's good. What a beautiful explanation. That was so well done, Alyssa. Thank you so much. And 
I, I appreciate that so much and hearing it from someone else finally, because so you're the first HSP I have on the podcast and thank you. Cause you're paving the way. My hope is to dive deeper into this. I guess we could call it a trait yeah. um, it and a gift, right? Uh, so you're the first, you're not going to be the last, but I, that was so well put. Everything you said was completely on point. I'm still finishing the highly sensitive person book by Elaine Aaron, which of course you are also a fan of. Yeah. She also has a book on that, but in relationships or in love. So it's so interesting being an HSP. I feel you and you nailed it. I feel so strongly that it does force us to have to take good care of ourselves because then we are so there, we're so present, we are so I mean, we're engrossed in everything we do. We deeply care. So if we don't take that time to restore, regenerate, rest, I mean, that that becomes to our detriment, right? Because then we're not able to then give wholly the next day or two days later or whatever amount of time we need for rest. So it does actually force us. You're right. You, you, I, I never actually thought about it, but it really compels us to have to rest. And I think the misunderstanding with perhaps, and I don't know if you can, you know, um, agree with this, but a lot of the friends that I have and sometimes even like really meaningful relationships, they won't necessarily understand you know, why do you need downtime or come on? Like we were, we were just doing this, let's do this now. And it's like, uh, you know, I, the, the need to justify is no longer something I, I feel compelled to do. So that's just a growth thing. But I don't know if you agree, like the, the, the people in your life won't always understand. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. And then that's where it goes back to self-trust and like knowing, you know what, nope, this is what I need. And just kind of having to learn how to be firm with that because you otherwise you know personally that you'll have the repercussions if you don't take care of yourself. So, but I completely agree and I've totally experienced that and you know even with some of the not so supportive people in my life like growing up you, you know many sensitive people here are like you're too sensitive. Why do you, why are you so emotional? Why do you care so much? And it's like oftentimes sensitive people grow up feeling like they're wrong for being that way but they actually just aren't, you know, didn't have the um, support that they needed to really grow into their trait. Instead, they kind of thought it was a bad thing and had to mask it. But when you can really like be empowered in it and be proud and just know it's a part of you, then I think too, it becomes easier to tell the people in your life, like, Hey, no, I, I need a rest. Like I'll see you tomorrow. And it's just kind of like, that's, yeah. that's what it is. So then maybe we can enlighten some listeners. So maybe, I mean, this is probably ringing a bell with a lot of people. And I feel like the trait itself is so, there's a lot of people who are completely unaware of this trait ever even existing. And I think people often think, well, I'm just an introvert. So that's actually what I am. But there's actually, I think 30% of highly sensitive people are actually extroverts. So you're not necessarily an introvert or an extrovert. You can be either or. Um, so how did you actually find out that you were HSP? So my mom actually recommended that Dr. Elaine Aaron's book to me, The Highly Sensitive Person. I think it was probably five years ago or so. I, I believe it was like at the beginning of my <clears throat> digestive issues, she had, I don't know how she had heard about this book. And she's like, Alyssa, I think this book is for you. Like, I think you need to read this. And I seriously was like, I had never felt so seen in my life. Like, 
when I just started reading that book, I'm like, oh my gosh, because growing up, you know, I had been very sensitive and very emotional and very up and down. And I just, you know, thought it was not, not a good way to be. And I had to change it, but that book was life giving for me. And it was really cool to get that from my mom, you know, because it just felt like acceptance. It's like, this is how you are. Like this is, there's, there's a word for this. And that's, that's a good thing. So liberating. So tell me what keeps you feeling happy and balanced in your life, Alyssa? So definitely my daily spiritual practice. Like I wake up every morning and meditate for at least 15, 20 minutes. I have, I journal, I pull a card and I just seriously look forward to it every morning. Like I go to bed kind of excited, which sounds totally nerdy, but I just think it's important to have something you're excited for in the morning. So that makes me really happy and keeps me grounded no matter what. Um, And then in addition to that, it's, you know, having ample time with friends and family as much as I can in the midst of, you know, the current situation that we're in, just having time to be social and also making sure I take downtime for myself. You know, it's just trying my best to balance all of the things and also writing and be in creating. If I wasn't doing that, I just, a huge part of my life would be missing. So it's really, yeah, having that spiritual basis and making sure I make time for things that genuinely light me up. Balance is an art right? It's, it's being able to know and tap into your own energy, but also sometimes you're right, reaching out to people and being social and spending time with friends, even though sometimes it's a little taxing energy wise, yeah, you actually come away from it feeling refreshed and a little lighter, although needing rest. Mm-hmm. It's still, it feels good, right? Cause you're, you're smiling, you're laughing, you're, you're just sort of switching the gear a little bit. And it could be so easy for an HSP to maybe sort of, I, I do that a lot where I, I just, I, I get in a mode of just, I want to restore and I need to like focus and be maybe alone. But then I think, shoot, you know, it would be, it would do me good to be around people right now. <laughs> Yeah, I agree because I'm, I'm an introvert for sure, but, and I I can definitely get in that mode of being like, I want to be holed up. I want to work on everything I want to work on and I don't want to be disturbed. And, you know, I'll have plans. I'm like, why did I make plans? But then if it's with the right friends or people that really make you happy, I always leave energized. And it reminds me that like energy isn't, we don't only have so much, we can also create it. So it's like, okay, finding ways to create energy. And if you have good people in your life or things that light you up, you're actually creating more energy. So that's, you know, that's, it's like one, another way to look at it. And then, yes, I always need to restore after regardless, but that's our, that's our MO. That's just, you know, and it's something to be proud of. Speaking of energy, what are you most excited about? Well, so I'm getting married in October. Very excited about that. Yay. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's been hard amidst COVID for sure to plan a wedding, but I have just decided to just, you know, enjoy the process as much as I can and trust back to the trust and just trust that it's going to turn out the way it's meant to turn out. And I'm marrying the love of my life. So, you know, how can that be anything but great? So very excited about that on a personal level. And then on on professional level with my blog, I have a lot of fun things that I'm working on right now that I'm going to release in the next couple of months. So I'm just excited and obsessed with everything that I'm working on. So 
lots of good things. Okay, first of all, you win an award for being the most Zen bride ever, Alyssa. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. That is, and it's going to happen and you're going to have a beautiful day sending you literally all of the good vibes. Thank you. All of them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is something that you've never done that you would love to do? So, okay. Surfing, which is like totally freaks me out. I'm actually from Minnesota, but I've lived in California for five years and I have never tried surfing. I'm close to the ocean. I actually won a really nice surfboard from my day job which is Vans, the shoe company, which is awesome. Um, so I have this nice surfboard and my fiance knows how to surf, he grew up surfing. I got to try. I hear it's like an amazing, like spiritual experience while being hard, but I got to get out of my comfort zone. So. Oh my goodness. What was the name of the movie with Kate Bosworth? Oh my gosh. Um, Blue Crush. Obsessed. Literally obsessed. I could literally watch that movie a thousand times. In fact, I know what I'm doing tonight. That is the marathon. I love that you said that because that was one of my favorite movies growing up and I forgot about it. And I feel like I thought she was the coolest girl ever. <laughs> right? You, you look like her actually. I am honored. <laughs> I, swear, I just clicked. I, I, goodness, you really do actually, because I was, God, we're talking like five years ago. Yeah. I was an extra on like a show. I think it was called, God, it was with Dennis Quaid. I think it was like on HBO. It was, I was just like an extra. I was just there for fun. And she was on the show and she had this cute little, like little California Bob, like same blonde, same blonde as you, like this little petite, little athletic thing. I'm like, Oh my God, this woman is like <laughs> otherworldly. <laughs> amazing I'm so jealous that's so great <laughs> well you're her twin so yeah I, I love it <laughs> so yes you should totally try surfing speaking of surfing actually so you are from California the quintessential dream place for many um, how do you feel being there has enabled you to be more connected to yourself on a spiritual basis so the year-round nice weather is really really cool. Again, I grew up in Minnesota, so I'm like super pumped about having nice weather all the time. Like it's, it, I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. So I actually have a teepee in my backyard that my fiance got me for my birthday last year. And it's my meditation teepee. And so I'm able to go out there every morning year round and meditate every morning. And it's just like a good way to be grounded and connected. Because we, we, where we live is actually very rural. We're, we have a lot of hiking trails around us and canyons, and it's, it's really quaint and, and quiet. So I feel like for me, just having the nice weather all the time is awesome and life-giving. And um, the other thing, too, is just there's always lots of like, um, you know, I had access to my holistic healer, and I had like there's sound baths and tons of yoga studios and um this girl in my neighborhood led a yoga hike. So we went on this hike in the canyon and they had like a sound bath and Reiki healing in the canyon mm. in my neighborhood. So lots of just like cool things like that, that I'm really grateful to have access to because I definitely didn't grow up having that. Wow. that That's so interesting. You should say Reiki because being anxious, I've done some research and I felt by total happenstance on YouTube. So it's Reiki by proxy, as I, I recently learned and through the verbiage. But just the energy, if if the healer's really talented, you can really feel healing 
And it's, I mean, it's through a screen, but it's so, it's meditative, honestly. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so insane. I've, yeah, I've received some Reiki like distance, like via Zoom, honestly. And it is, it really makes a difference. Like it's so crazy. So yeah, that's, it's, it's cool. We have access to that. Like all of us have access to that now, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, California. (laughs) I'm from Canada. I love being Canadian, but I just, California to me, especially like Laguna, Newport, that whole area is like, I, I, I was there a few years ago and it's just, it's just this rustic mountainous, like just beautiful. And then there's the beach and then it's just like these amazing homes that are like stuck to the cliffside. It's just uh, for anybody looking to plan, I guess, a trip next year in 2021, <laughs> you guys, Southern California, I'm just saying. It's, it is a special, really, really special place. Yeah. Love it. So Finally, uh, you seem to have a huge appreciation for little miracles, as uh, I mentioned before, with sort of asking the universe for signs. Um, How can you teach us to take better notice of them every single day? So, you know, gratitude journaling is very popular, and that's kind of like such a common thing. So I would say gratitude journaling is a really good place to start, you know, writing three to five things every morning that you are grateful for and try to change those things. So you're you know, like opening your mind and kind of seeing everything around you. Another tip I would have is just like slowing down. Like when you're having, I always, I guess I keep relating back to mornings. I just love mornings. When you're having your morning coffee, like make it a point to like taste the coffee and smell it. And, you know, if you have a chance to watch the sunset, like appreciate the colors, like try to have more moments of slowing down because then you can really notice all of the beauty around you because there is so much and it's, you know, a lot of times I think we're stuck in our heads too much and we're thinking about our to-do lists and we're really missing the things around us. So I think practicing gratitude and slowing down, you're going to start to notice more of these little things. And then lastly, I would say, like I said earlier, just have fun and like be playful and just, you know, just enjoy it's life is to be enjoyed. So make it fun for yourself. 100%. And I love the coffee analogy. So savoring, savoring every drop, the warmth, the steam on your face. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Savor the little moments. Like this is your life happening right now. I always remind myself it's happening right now. (laughs) Oh, chills. I like it. I like it. Alyssa, thank you so much for your time and your energy. You're so awesome. And I'm so happy we connected and keep like spreading that awesome energy that you have. I think we need a lot of it and just due to the climate right now, just keep, keep feeding that, that, that good energy out there. I think more than ever, we need to resource and look inside of ourselves for ways to, to sort of cope. And I think what you're doing is really, really important. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. A huge thank you to Alyssa for her time and all of her musings and insight on life that interview literally it gave me the best goosebumps and even hearing it back I am obsessed I think we all need more of that so to everyone I tell you go conquer and have an amazing week